The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. So let me start from the Isaiah 54. Let me really to get to that before I go into what I what I want to go into in this service. Isaiah 54 and quickly because of time verse 11 I believe. No. Before verse 11. Verse 5. Projection help me. Isaiah 54 verse 5. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He has called, he is called the God of the whole earth. For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit. Like a youthful wife when you were refused, says the Lord. Hallelujah. For good measure, let me just quickly read verse 1. Maybe the first part of verse 1. Sing, O barren. You who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord of hosts. Says the Lord. So we've been talking about um, sparkles in marriages primarily and relationships. But like I've reiterated over and again in this teaching series, while we are focused a lot and we are trusting God for um, marriages to be stronger, better, sweeter, rejuvenated if they need to be, God wants that for us. And I trust that every uh, marriage in here and every married couple in the course of this teaching series, you are seeing the hand of God afresh upon your marriages, making it sweeter and better for you in the name of Jesus. But we are also talking to the entire church because we know not everyone is married. Maybe they are not old enough. And... Some people may have been married before, but things didn't work out the way they had intended for it to work out. Thank God for scriptures like this and promises like this and prophecies like this. Praise God. That someone is barren and God is now speaking to the person, don't lose hope. Don't think you are, you've come to the end of your journey. Don't think this is how it's going to end. I love that part where he said there that the children of the desolate are more than the children of the married. Hallelujah. That's amazing. In other words, what God has in store for you is better than anything you've already seen manifesting in anybody's life. Can I hear a loud amen? Praise God. Then he went on in verse 5 there and he said, God is your husband. The Lord is your maker. And this is what I was sharing with them in the first service. And I, I am trusting God that every single person here, you can grasp this truth, understand this concept. I'm just detouring a bit. This is really not where I want to go in the second service, but you, you, you need to understand this. Even married people need to understand this. You don't have to be alone. 
and unfulfilled, unfulfilled relationship-wise or relationship-speaking. Jesus is that friend. We read that from the book of Proverbs in the first half. That sticks closer than a brother. You can always embrace him. And you can always have a wonderful relationship with him. That if you will cultivate that and embrace that and take advantage of that, he can now open doors into every other kind of relationship that you need or you desire in your life. And of course, you know Jesus is not just going to bless you in relationships alone, in every other area of your life. And that's the promise God is speaking to people here. People that are widows or widowed, people that are barren, people that it looks as if everything has gone upside down in the natural. He's telling them, don't lose hope. If I am in your boat, hallelujah, I'm able to make everything all right. That's the encouragement God has for us. And it's an encouragement for every person. Praise God. And it even includes people that are married, that maybe your marriages are not going as well as you thought, as sweet as you want it to be. Don't lose hope. I shared that the secret, and this is where I'm going. Let me get into where I want to go for today in the second service. The secret that makes for sparkles or for things to keep sparkling in any relationship. Any couple that understands this and applies this, they will always have sparkles in their relationship. The secret is there is a third person inside that marriage. The same Jesus. And every couple must learn how to embrace him. And this is where we are going. Trust him. Trust him. Lean on him. Depend on him. This is the message for today. I dare to say any marriage where they are not enjoying fulfillment, they are not seeing sparkles, there are no sparks, things are no longer sweet, things are not beautiful like you wanted to do, check how you are relating. Both of you, the husband and the wife, one-on-one, -on -one, how are you relating with Jesus inside that marriage? That's where you need to look at. And of course, every single person can do that as well. You don't need to have a husband to know Jesus. Jesus can be your husband. You don't need to have a wife to develop a relationship with Jesus. Jesus can be your wife. Praise God. That's what you need to do. That's where you need to start from. And here is the word for us in this service, as, as, um, in this second service. This is what I really want to dwell with. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 Verse 7, Ecclesiastes, sorry, chapter 7 and verse 8, hallelujah. Hear the word of the Lord, this for everyone, the end of a thing. This is a very popular verse, but hear it again this morning. Is better than its beginning. God told me to announce over every couple, every marriage, and every individual person here, your end is going to be better than your beginning was. The end of a thing is better than the beginning. That marriage is going to end better than how it started. It's going to end better than how it is currently. Hallelujah. That's what God wants for you. It will keep sparkling and sparkling and sparkling. It's like wine. It gets better with age. Hallelujah. The end will be better than the beginning. 
The end will be better than the beginning. The end will be better than the beginning. Hallelujah. That is the plan. That's what is in store. Glory be to God. For everyone. Notice it says a thing there. It's not limited to just marriage, but we are using it in the context of marriage. It will always be better. It will always be better. As, as long, listen to me very carefully. As long as you're on that journey and you're in that marriage with God, you are doing it with Jesus. The end will be better. And the secret to realize that, you see it when you look at the latter part of the verse. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. That's the secret to bring the fulfillment of the first part into manifestation. The end will be better. I have a better tomorrow for you. Praise God. I have a better thing in store for you tomorrow. You may be barren today, but the end will be better than the beginning. Your husband may have forsaken you today, but the end will be better than the beginning. You may look forsaken. You may look as if everybody has turned their back for you, but listen to me, oh. Listen to me. This is God speaking. Your end will be better than your beginning. Hallelujah. Everything may look upside down around you today, but the end will be better than the beginning. As long as I'm there, hallelujah. As long as you engage me as that friend that sticks closer than a brother. As long as I'm the one walking with you. Not that I'm there and you're ignoring me. Not that I'm there, you don't know I'm there. Not that I'm there, you're not listening to me. No, I am there with you. The end will be better than the beginning. Guaranteed. Somebody say guaranteed. And that's a word for every one of us here. Maritally speaking, <laughs> praise God. You know, I've redefined marriage for you today. Even if you are 80 here, you've married maybe once or even twice. Maybe your spouses have gone on to be the like, You're not planning to do any physical marriage on the earth anymore. You can still be fulfilled in that context of marriage as it were. If you will embrace your relationship with Jesus, you may be the only husband you're going to have for the rest of your days. And I think that's good enough for an 80-year-old person that is not planning to marry again. And I'm serious. I'm, I'm being serious and I'm reading from scriptures. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to. I, I don't know who I'm talking to. Old, young, single, married, divorced, rocky marriage, sweet marriage. You don't have to be. You don't have to be unfulfilled. You don't have to be sad. You don't have to be living a life where day after day, week after week, you are not enjoying yourself because you don't have people that love you or people that care. Mm -mm. If you are doing that, you're either number one, ignorant, or you have chosen to be that. You are ignorant of these things I'm telling you. That there's a Jesus that will love you better than any husband. Better than any wife. That his plan is to make your end better than your beginning. Hallelujah. That's what you need. That's what every couple needs in their marriage. I, I was telling in first service, if you ask me one of my secrets, 20 years of marriage, that is getting sweeter, is because I'm telling you my number one wife in that marriage is Jesus. You have to learn that. You have to learn that. A threefold cord is not easily broken. Every marriage that is sparkling today, there are three people inside the marriage. 
It, it can't be more than three. It can't be less than three. If you bring a fourth person, maybe your mother or your mother-in-law, Yahweh. If you leave it as just you and your wife, bigger Yahweh. It, it takes three. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It takes three for there to be sparkles. Hallelujah. And the number one wife inside that marriage must be Jesus. The number one husband inside that marriage must be Jesus. He's the one that will help the husband and the wife in the marriage to connect the way they ought to connect. And he's the one that will guarantee a better end. Glory be to God. Now, a single person can also be enjoying that. Single that is planning to marry tomorrow. Single that is not planning to marry again. Make Jesus your husband. Make him your wife. Oh, I'm a widow. Make him the, the um, oh, I'm fatherless. Make him your father. All those things he said there in that Isaiah 54. I don't, I don't want to go into, I don't have the time to start. I want to get into something for this service, please. Hallelujah. Are, are we on the same page? So I'm talking to everybody here. Somebody say he's talking to me this morning. Please, I want you to catch something. Say, I'm, I'm saying it again. He's talking to me this morning. Everyone can find fulfillment relationship speaking, relationship wise, everyone. Somebody say, he's talking to me this morning. Say, God is talking to me this morning. Everyone, everyone, everyone. The end is guaranteed to be better. And what you need to do, please watch this, is to be patient in spirit. Patient in spirit. Trust God. I'm coming back to that again. Trust him. You are going through a tough time. You are going through a rocky time. Trust him. Be patient with his word. Be patient with his promise. You, the, the word patient, when it comes to scriptures, we are not saying just folding your hands and doing nothing. No. Really, patience starts with even you understanding what God has promised you. Hallelujah. Believing in that promise. And then continuing to do what God has told you to do while you are expecting God to bring a fulfillment of that promise. The opposite of that is to be proud. We've talked on that in this series all through and through. There is hardness of heart that makes marriages not to work. Hardness of heart that makes marriages not to work. Hallelujah. Job 13, this is where I want to go in this service. Please hear me as I begin to close. Because I want us to take some time to pray again, if time will permit us. Job 13, verse 15. Praise God. So when the Bible tells us to be patient and not to be proud in spirit, to go through what we are going through with Jesus one of the best examples I've ever studied in scriptures is Job. And in the middle, please watch this. I want you to catch something. Please get this. God gave me this for somebody this morning. In the middle of Job's ordeal, Job is not a strange character to all of us. Everything had gone. Children had died. Wife had left him. Money gone. Friends gone. Everything gone. Watch this carefully. Carefully. I don't think I've ever preached this before. Job now made that statement. We know it said, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> How? <laughs> How? You mean in the middle of all these things you are going through, you are still trusting God? How? That's the secret. You can still trust God. You will still come to church. You will still pray. You are still going to praise God. That is the attitude and the heart of someone that knows that with God I always have a better ending. My children may have died though, but with God I always have a better ending. My wealth may have been destroyed all in one day. With God I always have a better ending. My wife may have backslidden and left me. With God I always have a better The key is for me to just trust him. And stay with him. Your wife will not die in Jesus' name. Say it loud, amen. Your children will not die in Jesus' name. Those are not the lessons that they want us to learn from Job. The character of Job was introduced or taught to us that even in such extreme situations, trusting God can still see you through. That's what they are. They are not telling us that our wives or our children are going to die. Hallelujah. He stayed with God. Now watch this. This is the best thing. Look, this, some of you, the, the message today is trust issues. I told you in the first service. People that can't trust God, that can't be vulnerable with God, to praise God is wahala. To lift up their hands is wahala. Particularly if they are going through difficult times. Trust issues. Number one thing that will kill any marriage or any relationship once trust is broken, husband cannot trust wife. Wife cannot trust husband. They can't be naked and, be and not be ashamed. Wahala. Whether we are talking about the horizontal marriage or the vertical marriage, I'm talking to everyone here. Praise God. Please watch this. Put that verse up for us. This is what God opened my eyes to. Do he watch this? So watch this. Those of you that are having trust issues, particularly trusting God with your life. Watch where you have problems that Job did not have. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Even so, listen to what Job is saying. I love this about scriptures. Even so, and many of us have not studied that understood it very well. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. <laughs> Job thought he was right before God. He was a very self-righteous person. What, what, what is this kind of verse telling us? I talk about oxymoron of scriptures. Many times when people hear of Job, of David, of Abraham, of Moses, of people that God did amazing things in their life, many of you, consciously or unconsciously, help me tap your neighbor and say he's talking to you this morning. Many of you think that they are perfect people. They are not. They were flawed people. Flawed like this man. He, he, Job was a proud man. That's what I said at the province. He, he was. He wasn't a perfect man. He was telling everybody that, look, God is wrong. I know I didn't do anything wrong. He was a very self-righteous person. But in spite, please watch, watch. This is the message for someone. In spite of his flaws. Let me bring it to where you are. In spite of your flaws. In spite of your errors. In spite of your terrible background, what you have done in the past that you shouldn't have done, what you have not done that you should have done, in spite of all those things, God still has a plan for you if you will trust him. 
if you will trust him. Job wasn't a perfect man. And he didn't allow, he was actually even still telling everybody that, no, I'm going to defend myself before God. And God told me from this, I said, that, look, tell the people. It's not your mistakes that is going to hinder me from doing what I want to do in your life. <laughs> it's not your errors that is going to stop me from blessing you the way I want to bless you. It's not your flaws. I wonder how many people are listening to me in this service. Because of one error in your life or the other. You are allowing it to hinder you from trusting God. And abandoning your life before God. And believing God for him to beautify you maritally. I'm wondering how many divorced people, separated people, widowed people, barren people. That this wonderful promise that Jesus is opening to them. Your end will be better than your beginning. I have a better future for you. I'm going to decorate your tomorrow. I'm going to beautify your tomorrow. Because of one flaw. Maybe you have now woken up. As, ah, I wish I had treated that man very well. And now the man has gone. And because of your flaws. Because of your errors. Because of your mistakes in the past. You are finding it hard to trust God, to abandon yourself to God. Something keeps telling you in your head, you, God is not going to make you, is not going to help you. Look at what you did. Look at what you did in the past. Do you remember the abortions you've committed? Do you remember the people you have killed? Do you remember the errors you have made in the past? And here is God still showing us through people like this, flawed people. All of those people, from David to Moses to Jacob. Jacob was known as a supplanter. They were all flawed men. Flawed women. Hallelujah. Am I communicating to someone this morning? But yet, in spite of their messes and their mistakes and their errors and their flaws, they didn't allow it to hinder them from embracing what God had for them. Praise God. They were more conscious, like this man Job, about the possibilities that God could make happen for them in their life if they would put their trust and confidence in God more than whatever flaws they had going on in their lives. And that's the word of the Lord for somebody this morning. Hear me and hear me well. Glory be to God. I feel somebody's life is changing already. God is telling you, regardless, regardless, in spite of whatever errors or mistakes of things that you have done or not done in your past or even in your present, in spite of your shortcomings, in spite of your errors, I can still beautify your life. Hallelujah. This is an invitation this morning from God. I don't know who I'm talking to. To trust in him. Praise God. God is inviting you. My friend, God is inviting you. There's that thing in the corner of your mind or in the back of your mind that you think because of one error or something that is not right in your life, you are not qualified to enjoy the best that God has, maritally speaking, and every other area of your life. And the word of the Lord to you today is no, it's irrelevant. 
Hallelujah. You are just as guaranteed of a better ending as anybody else you can think of. You just need to trust in God right where you are. Just as you are. Somebody shout just as I am. Praise God. Trust him. Lean on him. Praise God. Please, Dick and Dere, come. Let us do the illustration we did in the first service again as we close. We saw this in Grace Culture a few years ago. This is what God wants from you. Flood you. Flood you. This is what this man put up that verse for us. Job, this is what he had. He didn't even have a choice at that point. He had lost everything. You want to see sparkles in your life? You want to see sparkles in your marriage? Hello? You want to see sparkles in your marriage? Only Pastor Barry is interested. You want to see sparkles in your marriage? You want to see sparkles in your life? Sparkles in your finances? Sparkles in every area of your life? You trust him. You lean on. Don't, don't lean on yourself. Lean on me. God will help me. Should I get a smaller guy? I'm Jesus. So yeah, lean. Just abandon yourself. I will hold you. You, you, this, this is the message. You see, he is struggling. He is continue. Just do your best. Lean on me. Just lean on me. He's still, he's, you know, he's still, he's not leaning on me. Can you see? He, he's not. He's, he's still not doing it. And I'm telling him he's not doing it. And he's still not doing it. He finally gets it. But he still, he did, he did it for two seconds. Then he stopped. We, are, we get there. Let's try. At least I, mean, I can still spare another minute or two. And this is the struggle of some people never do it. He's still not doing it. Too. Let's go back and try from the beginning. I'm serious. Continue. You know, there's just some, he's still not doing it. Pastor Bernard did an excellent job in the first service. This guy, I hope this is how you are doing Jesus. So. <laughs> he's, you know, when he started falling, he stood again. Should we do one more time? Or... And this is what the heart of white people cannot trust. You know, you think it's because you are not perfect. This is, this is the message God told me to share with you. I, I never saw this verse in this life before until when I started meditating on it. When the Spirit of God brought it in my heart. It's not the first part I'm, I'm, I'm really, we've talked that one. It's the second part. We've talked about the fact that Job was such a man of faith. And he was. He was. To, to trust God in the kind of mess he was, took a lot of faith. But what most of you have not seen was that he was a proud man. He was a flawed man. And that's why at the back of many people's minds, they don't think, we, we, no matter how many times we have preached that promise, your end will be better than your beginning. Your tomorrow is going to shine brighter. No matter how many times we read Isaiah 54, Isaiah 60 over their life, that God said, you're a widow, but I'm going to beautify you. Lengthen your cord, strengthen your say, you are the one. You know, he called them widow. We, we can't manage the flaws. We, we can't. And it's, let, let's try whether he has repented now. I, let's just try. Look, you have to so abandon yourself to me that even if I don't catch you, and you fall on the ground, which is a possibility because you seem to be a bit heavy. You will still be okay. 
because they are not trusting me. You are still, you think I'm asking you, you know me that, and when you are falling, you stabilize yourself. And what you've not understood that you can't stabilize yourself, sir. I'm the one that can't stabilize you. You can't stabilize your marriage. It's Jesus that can stabilize your marriage. You, you think you are the man in the marriage. You are not the one. You are the secondary man. You, you have to trust him. So let me, let's, let's see whether you can help somebody. Try, you have to lean on me. That's it. Yeah, try. No, don't get up. No, yeah, yeah. It's part of the message. We did in the first service. Sometimes it will happen like that. That, And this is what Job was saying. Though he slay me. I mean, I didn't expect that God will be there and my children will die. I didn't expect that Jesus, that's not what the pastor preached. That, my, that the devil will, will enter my home and destroy. I didn't expect it. But even if that happens, I will still trust him. Because even if you fall, he will pick you up. Now, it will, it, this one that you are getting up yourself, that's not it. But I don't think I have the strength to carry you. But Jesus will carry you. It, it, it takes, listen to me, there are two parts to this message. I preached the first part. Thank you, Dick and Drake, and go down. It takes, it's two things. The first thing is trust. You, you have to trust him so much like Lazarus. We don't even know whether Lazarus trusted him. The Bible didn't go into that extent of it. We know Job did. Lazarus, they told him that, they told Jesus Lazarus was going to die. Jesus said, wait, it's no problem. He's not going to die. And he died four days. But Jesus still came and raised him up. That's what that falling down is. And you know Lazarus could do this on Dick the Ray got up himself. So when you die, you can't get up yourself. <laughs> it's Jesus that will raise you up. And that's what Job, Job got to that place. That even if my wife has left and she has told me I should backslide and my children are gone, everything is gone. I will say trust God. I've come to understand that the person that is in this boat of life with me that will make it a success is Jesus. And without him, I can't even get there myself. That is the first, that was first service sermon. Second service sermon is, this is, you don't understand the, the power in this verse. You don't have to be perfect to do this thing. Hallelujah. You don't have to be a spiritual ginger brother or sister. You don't have to know all the scriptures. You can be on the path of error. This guy was, he was, and if you study the book of Job at the end of the day, that's why when God came, God rebuked Job. For everybody in the book of Job was wrong. Job and his friends. God rebuked his friends. God rebuked Job. <laughs> Praise God. But because Job trusted God, hallelujah. The Bible said God restored him double what he lost. The Bible didn't tell us how God did it all. But God said, the Bible said God gave him all his children back. I don't know whether his wife came back. The Bible was silent on so many things. You see, and that's another story in the book. How God will do what he's going to do. We may never be able to understand it. So whether it's that Job married again. Or whether the wife that told him to backslide and God restored his marriage. We don't know. <laughs> but God gave him ten children again. Hallelujah. He trusted God. Praise God. Rise up on your feet this morning. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. 
We are located at Kingsward Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.